Hey, hey, we should do an intro. No, we shouldn't. How will they know we're the theater boys? They'll just know, okay? Batman! Too much? A little bit. I, <laughs> I don't think, A, uh, that fits with the overall theme of no, the movie. Not at all. Or, or B, you didn't even do it well. But everyone knows what we're talking about now. Yes, everyone should know what we're talking about now because it's been out for one, two, three, four, five days, six days, seven days. So Wednesday. A week, almost, almost a week. Look Great movie. Great movie. Phenomenal movie. If you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the Batman. Batman. Not just Batman. Not Batman Begins. Not Batman Dark Knight. Not Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises. We are talking about the Batman. Not Batman nipples. Not Batman. <laughs> not the bat nipples, Batman. Oh no, not the one that says bam and slap. Nope, we are talking about the Batman. The Batman, not even Batman Beyond. Not Batman Beyond. Not just, Batman the animated series. Just the Batman. Not Batman starring. Not Batman by Gaslight. Not Batman the Long Halloween Part One or Part Two. <laughs> we are talking about the Batman. Starring the Batman. <laughs> the Batman. It's actually, if you look closely enough, you can see that he has kept his fangs from a previous role. Um, and the sparkles. And the sparkles. No, we're kidding. He was a final actor. Robert Pattinson crushed his role um, in The Batman, and he really did uh, an excellent job portraying, uh, I think, Bruce. Bruce as well, at least Bruce in this universe. Brooding um, Bruce. Brooding Bruce, a, a young Bruce Wayne who's just beginning to figure out who is Batman, what are his motives, what are even his motives for doing what he's doing, and how that all combines in year two of his vigilante spree. Yeah, I think it was, it was really good. I think they did a really good job of making it about Batman himself as opposed to Bruce. Like I think I think he did um it's definitely a different take on Bruce than we've seen in the last like eight iterations of Batman. That's an exaggeration. I think out of all live action iterations of Batman, he is the most uh yeah, brooding, but also just the I think the most authentic for being a young cuz we we've never seen a young year two Batman in live action. He's the one who had his parents killed in front of him. Yeah, he's the one who's like, I've dealt with emotion. I've, I've dealt with feeling the anger through this. It feels much like, in the first part of Batman Begins, if you remember, uh, uh, that Bruce Wayne that's very young, impulsive, and just wants to bring people to justice and get his vengeance. It felt much like that. It's very high emotion. For Batman, for it's what like he's that doing, montage he's where he's like learning to rob, learning to steal, traveling the country, stealing, like traveling the world, stealing from Wayne Enterprises, yes, like yes. that Batman, that yeah, Batman. And because I mean, all of the other Bruce Waynes we have seen are years removed. Yeah. I still don't know what the time jump is for. Um, oh my gosh, the Dark Knight trilogy. What was the actor's name? Oh my gosh, it's excuse Christian me. Bale. Christian Bale's. Yeah. He's supposed to be a lot older in the Dark Knight Rises. Yes. Um. And, like, so we're, you know, decades removed from where we are now with him. Yeah. And I think he's taken a different approach. I don't think 
they leaned into any of the Ra's al Ghul kind of stuff. It seemed to be, like you said, um, that uh, Alfred was the one who taught him how to fight, taught him yeah. how, to, how to be the knight, if you will. Yeah. And, Alfred's um, badass, because his origin story, there's reason he was the butler for the family. Yep. And why he may feel guilt on part of, part of the story, um, of letting things in the family unravel as they did, you know. Yeah, no, I think they did a really good job with um, making all the characters really unique and really interesting. Yeah. I can't think of anyone that I was like, ah. Like, all of the the, the mobby characters were really... Like, even, even the henchmen were fun, right? Like, you had the twins. Yeah. Like, they were just hilarious, because, mm-hmm. like, their whole every time he shows up type thing. Yeah. And then, like, the penguin I thought was really good. Mm. Um... I thought that all of the other... Falcone was also yeah. very good. Yeah, like, they just, just felt like, like... It was a little over the top, but it, like these, these felt like mobsters that you would see in like a mob movie, more mm-hmm. or less. A little, little over the top, you know, not like your godfather-esque, but like just your, your mobsters. Like They just felt mm-hmm. like actual bad guys. And yeah. I felt like in a lot of superhero movies as of late, there aren't... Like, you don't really think the bad guy is a bad guy because his motivations are insane, like ending the world... Yeah. Um, whereas these guys are like, I just want money and power. Yeah, literally, em- embezzlement is is the reason for the season. <laughs> Gotham, Providence, what's the difference? Yeah. So it's just very, you know, it's in in some respects. What I've heard some people say, it was too real for them. Like it's it's hits home too well, which I think is just a testament to like, you could almost put this in any city you could place this movie in any city well, and New Orleans but I'm getting spoiler territory <laughs> especially New Orleans um, and it would just fit like oh you have politicians that are being bought out by certain crime entities to push an agenda so that everything you know keeps everyone happy the quid per quo sort of thing runs throughout the entire movie um, so it, it plays into the motives of Batman and also into the motives of the villain that is Riddler, which I think as well. They they leave a lot of little Easter eggs to like if you if you haven't seen Batman, there's a lot of um uh like if you don't if you don't know anything about Batman, you can kinda of walk in and just appreciate the movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any reason you couldn't take anyone who's not like superhero indoctrinated yeah. to this thing. Yeah. Uh, it was it was something I, I wish they we'd been talking about. I wish they'd been doing with the Marvel movies to some extent, where you have these characters, you have these established roles and themes, and just really leaning into those themes. Um, like I was under the impression and really hoped that Venom would have been just a horror movie where the monster is Venom, hmm. but you know, obviously it wasn't. It was you know the the action movie that we got, and I I think um, that it's kind of starting to like open up the realm for that kind of stuff because i mean we have a detective movie that is centered around a superhero but he's not really like supering throughout most of the movie I feel. yeah he's not supering but he has um he has his gadgets which i think are you know his his superpower and i think so, something that really stood out to me and i thought they like almost did it intentionally as a callback to michael keaton's batman was in this at, when you first meet Batman, he kind of long stares, almost, uh, almost awkwardly too long, at either 
like the clues that are left by Riddler or at people. It's almost how it's overly awkward how much he stares. And you don't know why. And then when he finally goes into his back cave back home, he takes out uh, what looks like contact lenses, but they're actually recording what's going on. So while he's looking, the reason why he's staring so long at things and he seems a little stiff is because he's gathering information and needs to take a clear view of it on video. So he can rewatch it later. So he can rewatch it, which just like blew my mind. I was like Michael Keaton, how he was so stiff and he would always just like jerk around. I was like, it's, it doesn't come across as like a direct callback to that to me, but it felt so and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool how they decided to do this. Uh, and I really enjoyed that part, the, that one little gadget that just affected his mannerisms for the entire movie. Well, yeah, it, it, it they do a lot of that. There's there's a lot. You can tell like this is one of those movies where there's a lot of thought put in to everything. Mm. Um, like I tried. We walked out of the theater, and I was like, I don't want to like this movie. I really don't want to like this movie. I did not come here thinking I was going to like this movie, and I tried and tried and tried to nitpick all of the little things, and I I couldn't. It, and, you know, Sean's, like, giggling over here. Well, it's, it's funny. He's saying that, and I'm in the theater with him, and he asked me, like, what I thought about it. And I was like, I thought it was a great, fantastic movie. And he's like, I don't know about that. I don't, like, I, 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 he didn't know if it was great. He thought it was, like, good. It was a good movie. But was, he was like, he wasn't sold on, like, how good or how great of a movie it was. Well, then I, like, the next day I'm at work, and I'm just like, I gotta listen to the soundtrack again. And then I did, and I was like, this movie was fantastic. <laughs> oh, I, I totally forgot about, so, the soundtrack that plays into the movie, guys, if you haven't seen it, and for those that have, you know that almost every scene, and even those, the, the scenes that don't have music to it, or the sound effects, they did a phenomenal job, uh, the, the sound crew for this movie was out of this world. They made you feel every moment so tense, all the tension, I've never been so engaged by the music as far as like what's going to happen what's going to happen what's going to happen just like in a thriller movie you would or in a suspenseful situation you just it's wild what they do so because i had zero expectations for dc's next rendition of the uh the night i didn't really look into the movie at all i knew robert patterson was batman and i was getting ready to just rip jokes on it the entire time and i didn't look at the runtime of the movie and we stood up. Foolish. <laughs> it was Absolute like 10.30 after we got to a 7 o'clock showing. It, it did not feel like a three-hour movie. And it mm. was... It, you are engaged. I think they really steered into the whole detective thing. You're, you're trying to figure it out, too. Yeah. You're trying to get the clues ahead. Um, I think we're well past our little spoiler mark here. Yeah. So, so Commissioner Gordon is not Commissioner Gordon in the beginning. And, and, and not at the end, yeah. Oh, he wasn't? Not yet. I thought he got promoted halfway through. Um, no, no, he no, didn't he get did. promoted halfway through. He might have ended as Commissioner Gordon, just because so many people died. <laughs> uh, like, rent, your rank just goes there up. There was when a you're... lot of promotions available with the Gotham <laughs> PD at the end of this one, boys. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just like, hmm. Gordon is not commissioner yet. And then they show you the police commissioner, and I'm like, he's dead. Sure enough, he's dead. 
So, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I thought, I just assumed he made commissioner. I wasn't paying, I guess I wasn't paying that close attention, but I think now that you mentioned, yeah, he didn't actually get there. Yeah. So I was half right, half wrong, but they give you little things and you can try and figure it out. Um, and it was funny because I was talking to one of my buddies who's probably hopefully going to go see this soon. And he did a lot of carpeting work, uh, in high school and in college. And he, we described the tool that was used for the first murder and he immediately knew what it was. Which was funny, because that's, like, what happens with a cop at the end when Batman's, like, trying to figure out what it was and they get the final clue. But, yeah. um, there's, like, if you, like, again, like, that kind of detail worked into the movie, mm-hmm. everything thought out, beginning to end, all of the little details, the characters all feel like you know their motivations, you know what they want. Penguin's not the mob boss in the beginning. There's this other guy, and it's just kind of like a struggle between them. Yeah. And there's a third mob boss, too, technically, but he's, like, out of the picture already and in prison, and, like, yeah. they that's what allowed the one guy to come to power. And I, mm-hmm. A lot of dynamics. They set up the city. They set up the politicians. They set up the police. They set everything up and in motion, and they give you Gotham as a whole. And, and they set up the citizens, too. Yes. Um, which is, it's interesting, you set a city's motives during a, a thing, which is very interesting because you go through the entire movie and, like, they, everyone, you understand everyone as far as why they're doing what they're doing. Like, even from, like, your, your door guys to the, um, to the first group of uh, hooligans on the street that are beating people up. Oh, um, gotta go back to that. That just, like, you, you understand why everyone is doing everything. Well, it's just, like, the whole... I mean, it's... I, I think where people... You were saying people are... It was, like, it's too real. We're seeing a massive crime wave in a lot of larger cities yeah. in the last couple of years. Which is very the pandemic and everything. And, like, that's... They don't give a reason as to why crime is spiking in Gotham. It just is. Yeah. But it's, like... It... Just pull it right out of the news. You could just you could just grab it mm-hmm. and just throw it into Gotham, and that's how it is. And and even like some of the other uh, more nuanced things. And it was, and the intro, like sets Ooh. the tone for the whole. Thing. The first thought was maybe first. 15 it was probably minutes? ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's the thing. They uh they do they take that they take that dragging out in the the really building up <clears throat> the anticipation. And they ramped that up to 10. I remember watching, it was like an interview with Quentin Tarantino, and that's like, he was just like, you just gotta, you gotta pull it on. Whenever you think you gotta pull, the, you did it enough time, pull it longer. And they do that in this movie. And that's what really pulls you through the movie, is the mm-hmm. constant waiting for the next thing. Because you know it's coming. You know someone's getting their butt kicked. Yeah. You don't know who, you don't know when. It, the intro is, oh my gosh, it I love it. It gives a whole new meaning to, like, Batman is the shadows. Yes. Like, it gives a whole new meaning of that because it portrays Bruce Wayne's monologuing and he's, like, fear. Fear of, like, the night. Fear of the shadows. And it go, it shows each of... Uh, there's someone doing graffiti. There's someone that's robbing a store. And there's a gang of uh, just hooligans that beat people up. And they're all in different places in the city. Mind and the guys who beat people up had uh, clown masks on. Granted, it was Halloween, but I yeah. can't help but see a connection yes. to our little laughing friend. Yeah, to the Joker. But... And it just shows them, and then as he goes through, and he's like, when they see the signal, and that's when it shows, like, the bat signal in the sky. When they see the signal, they know. I'm out. I'm out. I'm somewhere. And we don't know where. They have no, the criminals don't know where he could be. 
but he could be anywhere. I totally thought it was like when the when the when the guy I think they were robbing a bank or something. Yeah, the oh, guy no, they were robbing a convenience store. Yeah, and he's like spraying the graffiti and like kicks the one can and it rolls down the dark alley. Like I totally thought he was just going to walk out. Oh there. my god! But his intro was far better than that. The yeah. boots. The boots. The boots on this man, they look like they could just impale you. And they're just heavy. That When he's stomping down the hallway, that just, that whole intro sets the tone for the whole movie. Most of which, you know how they used to do those things where it's like the scenes of the movie, like the average color in each scene throughout every frame of the movie and they kind of squash it into a bar? This one's probably almost all black. I, black and red. Yeah, I think most of the movie was at night mm-hmm. or in that dance club. Like, those are the only colors. Yeah. And it's a very dark movie. It's a very dark tone movie. Very dark themed movie. Mm. And it it has you just like, oh my gosh. I don't know. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. I think this is, this movie had one of the best acting casts I've seen as a whole in an entire movie. Where a lot of them, I mean, I'm terrible with actors and actresses for yeah, a long time. Much as I love movies, were a lot of the big name people before. Um, I recognize Zoe, a few of them. I think Zoe Kravitz may have been. Yeah, I'm I not, I'm not sure right about here. her. Robert Pattinson was like he was known, but I don't think he was like he didn't get propelled until recently. Well, I think Tenet is what let us know that he could do anything. But yes, the, uh... um, Colin Farrell, he's a good actor. Like, we knew, I think everyone knew that Colin Farrell was a good actor, but no one really knew, like, the, what he could do, I think, until this movie. Um, because it's so broad. Him as the Penguin is just so amazing. Um, the... uh, They put a ton of makeup on him to make him the Penguin. Yes, they did. Yeah. No no one recognized him. him. This kid was afraid of him. And the thing about it is, this is anecdotes that I've heard online, when he, um would go, like, out of set, and he would still be, like, in the costume, and he would, like, go order food somewhere, and he wouldn't use the penguin voice, it was more unsettling to everyone else around him, because <laughs> you're expecting, like, this more Italian-style voice, and it's, like, Colin Farrell is just British, uh, and it's just, like, I would it's just unsettling. His kid was afraid. Um, but it's just these amazing things that I think did really well that nothing I don't think anyone was a major star at least recently no one major in their career presently within the past five years I think I mean I think Robert Patterson would be the closest one with Tenet yeah um what's his the I got Falcone um who's Transformers (laughs) Agents Sector 7 leader I, uh, I, per- I forget the on screen is not that guy. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> like, see, like only knowing the guy from Transformers, and then seeing him. I mean, I feel like he got done dirty. Like, I was just like, man, you, yeah. you had so much more than that to offer. Yeah, this man, literally, you are intimidated, and you're also disgusted I'm, by yeah, what he's done. I'm just thinking of the, like, the criminals are hotline, and that's, like, all I remember from him, from Transformers. <laughs> and, yeah, I guess he's, yeah. I'm, like, I'm pulling him up on IMBD now. He's been in, he's been in a few things. Yeah. Since, he's got some, some stuff coming out this year. But it but, was just... If every actor knew what they knew the character they were playing and maybe that's a credit to the scriptwriters and to the director that everyone comprehensively knew and understood the assignment 
and they executed it flawlessly. Yeah. Like, I think it helped, too, that, like, a lot of the characters were, like, just steer hard into the stereotypical, like, Italian yeah. mobster. Just go. Yeah. Full tilt. Like, he even had, like, you notice the tilted glasses thing? Like, he just had, like, uh, like that. he had that yeah, going the yeah, entire yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought it was, like, a thing at first that it was, like, nah, it was, like, just how he was doing that entire scene. Like, it just kind of gave more to the characters. Yeah. And just, like, let you know their arrogance, their, like, yeah. who they are. And I, I just think, yeah, I think, like you said, like, everyone was, like, this is your job. Hmm. And you're going to do it. And you're going to do it very well. Yeah. I, I feel like there's probably a lot of this movie that is just, like, left on the cutting room floor. floor. Like, I feel like there's more between Catwoman and Batman. From my understanding, there is, like... The rough cut, like, when the director was going through it, it was four hours long. I was going to say, yeah. Um, which, honestly, wouldn't mind that getting released on, like, HBO and, like, watching Please. that later. Because even though it might, Please. like, detract from, like, things, I just want to see it. Because it, it seems like there are great scenes in between people that I would like to see a little bit more of. Um, between I wanted, I wanted to see a little bit more of the development between Catwoman and Batman. But I don't think it was necessarily needed. I just wanted to see more of them. Like, I don't think it was needed, but I wanted to see more I, yeah, of them I don't think it, I don't think it was needed. I just, like, would... What, because, like, when he's leaving, right, and they go separate ways, like, there's that hesitation where yeah. he kind of is like, I could go. And then he doesn't. And I, I don't think that was necessarily earned from their relationship. Like, obviously, they were really close, but it wasn't like a... Like, they didn't really... Because we saw every well, time they were on screen with each other, and it wasn't like there was much... Not emotional well i think for more, we're trying to stay alive for, for this hour for batman think about it he his only real connection is alfred i guess it's and true. he doesn't really understand humans humans <laughs> like he doesn't understand everyone just because of like how he's grown up and, and where his motives have brought him he's trying to in, in one sense with catwoman he's almost starting to reconnect with humanity because he acts very differently towards her that's true uh, than everyone else, and I think that's what merited the hesitation, because he's finally being able to be honest, because Batman is himself as a character. Like, that, he's not Bruce Wayne, he is he well, is was, Batman. That was what the uh, the monologue of the Riddler did a really good job of. He's like, you and I both know something that they don't. When we put on the mask, that's us. Yeah. And I was like, ah, that's what... I mean, they really steered into that with this Batman, yeah. with the fact that it was very little Bruce Wayne... Bruce Wayne had very little tilt over the movie, whereas yeah. in, like, the other movies, it's like, Bruce Wayne needs to go get this guy from China, so he buys out a bunch of Russian supermodels, hops on a yacht, gets close to China, gets military contractors to fly him in, and goes, kidnaps a guy. Yeah. This one is, Bruce Wayne only has to show up when Bruce Wayne is, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, not contractually obligated, but, like... Socially, socially obligated, like, like the death in the city of the mayor. Yeah, it's like, if he yes. doesn't, if he doesn't show up, like it just tarnish. It would more tarnish his family's name, which he doesn't want. Yeah, um, which is just so so interesting. Seeing his motives, seeing his Batman, and ah, it's so good. I loved all the. I mean, all, again, all the characters were fantastic. I loved yeah. Commissioner Gordon. I loved his like, kind of like. Or not Commissioner. Not yet Commissioner Detective Gordon. Gordon. Detective Gordon. Detective Gordon. And his, like, seeming innocence as to all the other cops around him being dirty. <laughs> what do you mean he did it? Yeah. It's... What are you doing? Explain this to me. Like, you can tell he's a genuine good guy because he believes no one else, like, is doing any wrong when, like, the entire police force is dirty. Yeah. And, like, his relationship with Batman, I felt, was, like, really, like, buddy cop 
up, like, including the scene where he's like, you're going to punch me in the face and take the key, and he just nails it. <laughs> he's like, you could have pulled your punch. He's like, I did. <laughs> I think the, the, the best thing about this iteration of Batman for me was he's not a villain to the police. Yeah. Um, and in every at least live action iteration of Batman that we've seen is he is a he's a villain to the police. Like he needs to be captured. And at this at one point he he is that, but you would say at the end he is a friend to the police. And well, the police he's... are and that's kind of like the arc a little bit. Well that the whole kind of like statue of liberty symbolism with him and the flare at the end is just mm. like the like hey everybody, it's all gone to you know, the flip side, yeah. follow me. Like, yeah. he is the city's hero. And, I mean, he's there with the National Guard, like, airlifting people out at the end. Like, he yeah. is... Like, I, I think that's... Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't really pick up on that. But, yeah, and all the other ones, like, they, I, forget, was it, uh, I forget which one it was, but, like, they're in the house, and the two cops come in, and he has to, like, beat up the cops to get away. I forget uh, which one that I is. I think that's... Uh, Begins, maybe? No, 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 no. That's, that's... Uh, I'm beating my chest right now because he's really big. Um, ben Affleck? Yes! <laughs> yeah, but like, like he's Affleck. against it. Where in this one, it's like, yeah. there's a high there's a high class murder, and he just waltzes in there. And they're like, who invited him? He's like, I did. Yeah. He's my friend. Let him in. Good old Gordy. I mean, the getting to that point, I imagine, is rather interesting. But the fact that he can just openly walk into an investigation and everyone's just kind of like okay with it. Yeah. It's really cool. Because I, I love the, even the little okay. awkward tension with, uh, it's towards the end of the movie, they've, they've captured Riddler, they're in like his hideout place, Batman enters in through like the window, and one of the cops walks up and he's like, what are you doing here? And and it's kind of this journey from, whereas before that cop wouldn't have let him in uh, when yeah, they the first met. Trying to stop him, yeah. Trying to stop him, going from the first crime scene they met at, and now he's like, oh, like, you're oh, here. Yeah, that's right, because they even had a character arc for, like, cop number five. Yeah. Like, they really, they just, they had every, they, because, yeah, he was the cop at the beginning of the movie who was like, hey, what are you doing? You can't be here. Who let him in? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then Gordon's like, nah, he's with me. And then at the end of the movie, he's the one that helps Batman save the day. Yeah, because he's the one that gives the clue, oh, this yeah, is a, the carpet tool. The carpet tool. And he's like, rips up the carpet, sees the plan, and the Riddler has laid out bombs at the, the waterways to make the next New Orleans happen. I mean, <laughs> the next New Orleans. <laughs> the next flood uh, happen in Gotham City. And this brings us to the only part of the movie that I felt like needed some refining, and that is the third act. It was great. I felt like, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just not that easily impressed, but it didn't have the Shang-Chi problem of, like, going to the end of the world from realistic combat. But it was like, I, I think the floodwaters were enough. I don't think you needed the goons. Yeah, the goons maybe were a little over the top, but I think just it, it played to the nature of how crazy... Riddler, I think Riddler is. I and think like his also, group of being how, how crazy they are. Um, I think it also plays into like the current society tends to find fringes and they come out. Yeah. So it's just very interesting because none of them know what they're doing. Like it's it's probably like my biggest flaw that I see with the movie because I work at a gun shop is that they, they're texting in the chat and this may, may solve but like 
they're texting the chat like, "What gauge and what caliber do we bring?" And no one answers the question. No one in the group of like that you see answers the question. So no one knows what gauge or caliber bullets to bring to this uh, to them trying to like kill the mayor. Uh, and it's just for me kind of a little bit unrealistic. Um, but at the same time, they're crazy. It could be. But they get there and they have these like, uh, like, uh, burnt well, shot. You, I was about to say, you recognized what they were. Yeah, like, which burnt, is they're little... burnt, the ammo that they show, at least loading, is burnt, it looks like it's bird shot. It doesn't look like it's solid shot. Um, it's not buck or slugs. And so it seems very interesting to me because. No, like, I mean, that's just Hollywood, right? We, yeah. Given Alec Baldwin, I don't think they know their their asset yeah. of a fire. So they so. like they didn't know anything about ammo and what damage it could do. And then they have these rifles that I looked like twenty twos. They could have been bigger calibers. Um, definitely not uh, a fifty Lapula or something. <laughs> but, like they could they could have been like a three hundred eight. Well, um, I think again that's where like it's a movie, but like yeah. when you see the things that aren't, then that's where you can run into a little bit of it. Yeah, but, but other than that. Like, if that's my only gripe with the movie, is the gauge of caliber that the villains use, like... <laughs> type of ammo that these fictional characters are putting into their fictional rifles, I guess. I have to suck it up. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, for me, it was just, like... It was... Like, it wasn't like there wasn't a crisis without the goons. And I felt like... I mean, they gave us a really cool action scene, but it also, like, required a lot of suspension of belief because he's getting shot over and over and over and over in not any part that doesn't have armor in it. And, like... I really think it would have been okay with just the water coming up and just having to save everyone. Because that's what it turned into, right? Like, he defeated the goons. He had the epic scene where, like, the one crazy guy is, like... And again, they draw everything out in this movie. And, like, when the one guy is, like, very clearly trying to torturously load one shotgun round at a time and then slowly levels it to Batman's head the entire time, you're like, what is he going to do to get out of this? What is he going to do to get out of this? And it turns out it's Catwoman. But, like, that gets him out of it. But it's just, like, they really, even in the fight scene, they kind of draw out everything to the point for your anticipation. But Yeah. I, I think it's, for me, it's a little bit weird as far as the police response that was there. Because no one, none of them were firing up at the people. Nah, they said something about that. Oh, um, Gordon, okay. Gordon went to go return fire, and I forget what it was, but it was, I mean, he was shooting back, and I, I forget... I forget if it had something to do with the electronics. Remember, he, he stops that like, oh. electrical thing at some point. They, they gave some oh. reason for not shooting. And that's why Batman had to cut the thing at the end. Yes, yes. Because oh. if that went to the water, everyone gets everyone shot. Everyone dies. Yeah, again, like there was a lot of, like, everyone dies if not this. But, um... That makes more sense. I thought it was, like, again, like, I, I forget what the reason was for not shooting. But, yeah, like, you figure they would yeah. just be, oh, God, they just shot the mayor, let's, you know... But um, I thought I thought the after that, like the water rescue stuff, like immediately brought you back into yeah. like what this Batman was, or like, like what he's developing to be. Yeah, which is so interesting because at first, like I know you, everyone has seen like the the main trailer for this, and when he lights up that flare, I thought he was getting attacked. Yes, like when you see it in the trailer, like this man about to get beat up by a swarm of goons. That's what I thought too. But he's leading people out of the waters, and you're like, "Whoa!" I think they. I think in the. Uh, I want to say in the trailer they turned him around. 
I think so too. I think so too. I'll have to go back and watch that. Yeah, I don't remember. Because you guys I, can correct. Me I me. I feel like I. I mean, maybe this is where your mind like auto auto completes for you. Like yeah. I re- I thought I remembered seeing him looking at the oncoming crowd, whereas when he's mm-hmm. leading everyone away. Yeah. Um, my biggest takeaway from the third act fight is, in spite of all the gadgets and gizmos on his utility belt, the man does not have a cape quick release. And I feel like that's just something he should have. Because the guys grab him by the cape and they're dragging him and he's like trying to pull them off. And I'm like, I feel like that's just something he should just click and then like get in the fight. That's my only complaint about his, his gadgets. Perhaps. I don't know. I want to understand more about how his flight suit works. I mean, it's just a wingsuit. Yeah, but like, because it, it... I think it, it isn't the cape. I think the cape is the wingsuit. But it's like the most realis- realistic wingsuit or like flight Batman thing that we have. Yeah. Which is like, oh my gosh, I thought he died. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I like, oh. Guys, he sweat. So oh he's my God. in the police station with Gordon and Gordon's like, Bro, they're not going to let you out of here. You need to beat me up, go, take this key, go up the stairs, and leave. Uh, and he's like, okay. Punt knocks him out, goes up the stairs. Uh, and I think you see it in the trailer. He, like, leaps off the building. Um, but he, like, gets the wingsuit, and he leaps off. And you're like, he's going zooming down. Like, m- not mock speeds, but it's it's yeah, so fast. intense, so fast. And then he pops his, like, release, and it drags a little bit. And then he hits, it snags on a bridge, and it... Tosses him like a doll and he hits his head. I, see, see, this is where like the nitpicky me really likes this movie. There was no reason for that. It didn't do anything for the plot. There wasn't a chase scene afterwards. My man just crashed terribly in his escape and then they yeah. left it at that. And he it's was like, dazed. Not everything goes it. well for Batman. Like, they don't, he's not, like, that flawless, like, I stuck the landing on everything. It's like, no, it's nitty, it's gritty. He, like, yeah. plows into things. He gets hurt. Yeah. Uh, and there, there is one subject we have not yet talked about. The subject of? The, the mobile. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, if you didn't remind me, I would there's so many, so many great things in this movie. That chase scene is phenomenal. Guys, if I was Penguin, so... Penguin is, like, going after Catwoman, and he's, like, looking around the car, and, like, he doesn't see her, and then you hear, like, the start of an engine revving, and then you, like, you see the see the, the, the engine, like, starting to warm up, and then you see Penguin look in the direction that the lights turn on, and the car starts to get, it's starting to rev, it's starting to rev a lot, and Penguin's just like, oh, and he's not, like, shooting at it yet, and... It is the most intimidating two minutes of a vehicle starting up. Yeah, that was a, like, they life. drag everything out oh. in a good way. Like, you're just like, what is that noise? Oh, dear God, it's the Batmobile. And it's like... And okay. it's the Batmobile! You're like, I don't really... Do you see it in the trailer at all? You see it, like, the silhouette coming through the flames in the trailer. Yeah. But it doesn't give you, like, what it is. Like, it's almost like a Mad Max car yeah. pulled out. And again... They drag everything out. They don't show you the Batmobile in the background of his Batcave. You see the parts. You see that he's, like, got wrenches and stuff strewn about in big, yeah. heavy metal chains and things, like, lugged up. You can tell he's been working on something. They don't tell you what it is. You see the bike, but yeah. you don't see the Batmobile. And the Batmobile does not disappoint. Which is, it's crazy, because of Batmobile intros, it is the best. And even though I, I love the the Christopher Nolan the 
the tumbler. The tumbler. But I mean, it's not. It's not a car. It's a tank. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> boy, would that thing look beautiful design-wise? But this also is so just beautifully intimidating, and you love to see it. Like it just, it fits this Batman's persona of what he tries to portray as vengeance and fear. Yeah, that thing is not is not something like. The Bat Tumbler, like, right, it was a military, an experimental military vehicle that was just like, we got it, we painted it black. I hope to God no one at DARPA sees this thing on the news because they'll know what it is immediately and they'll know what company made it and it happens to be in the same city as that company's headquarters. Weird. Anyway. Weird. Uh, <laughs> like, but the, uh, like, it, it's just, it is a car, but it is like a muscle car with flames and craziness and it's bulletproof and it's fast and it's mean looking and it's just everything you wanted it's not i mean I think it's a little like it's got that like kind of like flick in the back for like the bat ears like the old you know the old like long batmobile that essentially was his helmet but just like extruded out yeah, yeah, yeah. it like kind of gives a little if i remember correctly had a little bit i of don't it, even know but it just it didn't look like it was like it's bat shaped not nah, it was just a really mean looking truck yeah and it was dope yeah it was phenomenal i would say i know mad max is like one of our like favorite Favorites. movies but even even those things look intimidating this thing sounds intimidating well, again we go back to the the soundtrack oh and how they did everything like when they, i mean we were sitting right in the right in the front row you felt every noise yeah we may have went partially deaf my ears may still be ringing a week later but it's but okay. it was amazing and like yeah when that thing comes on it because again they drag everything out you hear it mm. then you see it then you kind of get the lights from the flames a little bit and then the chase starts and you're like wow yeah. this thing is a tool it is a mean, lean, road-fighting machine. And that chase scene, too, was phenomenal. Like, yeah. and it, I, I felt like it really did kind of go back to the Christopher Nolan Batmans, where it was, like, that one chase scene with the Joker. And then, yes. like, the, yeah, like, the truck flips up, and then he drives through it. Like, I was just, like, this is, like, the little hat tip when he, like, drives through the exploding trucks. And then, yeah. like, the upside-down Dutch angle walk, though, that was, that was horrifyingly, like, this is... The penguin must have been, like, crapping himself. I couldn't... I, I would say I was trying to... Especially for that chasing, I'm like, how does he get... Out? Like, how does Penguin get out of this? Because, like, how do the villains survive? Well, his excitement, Batman? too, about it. Like, yeah. when he's like, I did it! I did it! Yeah! Like, you feel for him. You're like, wow, you did it, man! You survived! And then he doesn't. <laughs> like, you're painting Batman... In a in a villainous sort of way, because when he catches you, is is not gonna be good for you. Is no, not gonna be good for you at all. Very bad. I mean, I think the penguin got let off easy. Like yeah. right, they just let him chained up underneath a bridge. Yeah. But like, yeah. No, Which but, is the the funny part? I think the penguin waddle. The penguin waddle. They leave, <laughs> so they leave him tied up, like handcuffed and like foot cuffed, and then he's like hodls forward. It's like, hey, you guys gonna cut me loose? And they get in the car and they start driving. He's like, hey. Don't leave me here! And then he penguin waddles after them. <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh. Just the the little things like that that are like the penguin to the penguin. 
and well, it, it, all of that. Well, because, like, right, like, look at the older Batman movies. Like, all of the villains were like that. Like, the actual penguin looked like a penguin. He had the nose. He, I believe he waddled in the old movies. Yeah, it was creepy. The hand thing. Yeah, he had webbed hands, right? Yeah, like, like, there's, like, they were over-the-top villains back then. And we can't really do that now. Though, I think this is akin to, like, in the recent James Bond movie, where they kind of brought back the ridiculous villains with the guy with the, the eye that was a video for the main bad guy. Yeah. And, like, that kind of stuff. And, like, the eye on the pillow and whatever. Like, yeah. It's a more grounded series. It's a little over the top, but they've made it work. And that's what they kind of did here. And they definitely tipped their hat all over the place. Like, the people who did this were really passionate about making yeah. a Batman film. Yeah. I would say, if you've seen the animated, like, long Halloween uh, movies, this, story-wise, is very similar. It doesn't have all the same characters, obviously, but it follows the structure, kind of, of what it lays, especially with the Falcones, with Catwoman, um, and kind of Gotham as a whole. And the way it leaves it, so, as, as we're in the third act, and it ends kind of, like, in a flooded Gotham, it is now, basically, a post-war scenario but it's like a fallout so gotham, like a gotham Fa- fallout gotham. gotham and so now fallout new gotham which is what i'm excited for for the next like iterations of this batman universe because i i like batman in a pocket universe it's kind of why i'm the i like the animated series because it just was just him sometimes superman showed up but like it's mainly just batman doing batman things fighting bad guys cool and I'm and I'm hoping to see more of just like Batman with Batman villains doing Batman things. We don't need to bring in a whole entourage. And I would even like to see that for like Flash, just like in his own thing fighting Flash villains, or Superman in his own thing fighting Superman things, or Aquaman fighting big fish, I guess. I don't know what he does to himself. I mean I think I think that's again we go back to like the whole DC versus Marvel thing. And I think that's what DC messed up on is they were like, Alright, we're gonna start with a team-up movie, and then, like, they run into the Marvel issue, we can't ever not have a team-up movie after that point, right? Like, like I feel like there hasn't been a Marvel movie where it has just been one standalone hero in a very long time. Like, even Shang-Chi has Wu just, like, appear in there, right? Because all these people interact with each other all over the place. Well, well, even in Shang-Chi, you don't just have the superhero alone by, like, he's not the only superhero. Yeah, that's true. Like, Shang-Chi also has, like, his sister or his dad, to some degree, being a part of it. Um, or his mom or the other instructor that was around. There's, like, oh, yeah, other, like, kind of, like of superhero-esque like people um, that helped him along. And, you know, it's something that just... At least when I'm thinking back to, like, animated Batman or animated Superman or just other, like, animated movies about like superheroes that i watched as a kid it was just them in their own universe and you know maybe you cross over once it was like a big deal moon like i remember like when when there'd be like a crossover between like various characters like everyone was excited about it and like that was the thing we're like oh my god i can't wait for you know iron man and thor to meet up like holy cow it could happen hawkeye's in that movie and in this movie woo! And then, and then, like, now it's just never not a team-up movie because mm. it doesn't make sense to not be a team-up movie because when there's a giant apocalyptic event, kind of want everyone to show up. Yeah. They got away with that in, like, Black Widow because, like, you know, she's on land from the rest of the Avengers and so on. Yeah. But I, I think, 
I think DC, especially with this Batman universe, like just keep cranking these out. If they can keep the quality up, yeah. just keep giving them to me, yeah. please. Well, we'll we'll see what happens, but I hope they end up doing that with like more type of things. Like even not not for nothing in in the realm of the Suicide Squad, almost feels like a self. Not that it isn't because it had that little Justice League to it at the end of Peacemaker, but there's like other oh, things yeah. within like the Suicide Squad that kind of just makes it feel. Like, Superman's not in it. Like, especially at the end when Amanda Waller was like, why don't you just get Superman over here? Or, like, stuff like that, where you could just... Oh, it it just makes sense for them to kind of just be by themselves, you know? You don't need uh, all the Avenger-level threats or, like, Justice League-level threats um, happen. Although, it's cool to tell those stories. I don't think you necessarily need, you know, to have them every five years. Also, like, I don't really see this Batman, like... This existing. Batman cannot exist yeah. with Superman. And I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't yeah. want to see that happen. No, I, I don't think anyone Superman. wants to see that. I just want, I just want this Batman. I want more of this, I want more of, like, Catwoman, I want more of the Penguin, which I guess we're getting a series for that, right? Yes. So, like, I, I just want more and of And a of Arkham it. series, apparently. Oh, like an Arkham, I want Arkham. Arkham Asylum. <laughs> so, it, I think what their plan is, is to kind of explain Gotham with, like, the release of villains into this new flooded Gotham and how they're carving out pieces for themselves. So a long time ago, a bunch of politicians got together and siphoned away the taxpayer dollars from the taxpayers, and then the mob found out that it was easier than selling drugs. So they started building a lot of fake buildings, and now we're here. Also, they lobbied to keep our city underwater. So there's that. Mm. Like the most frustrating part of that whole movie for me. It was just like, it's just my whole argument with New Orleans. Like, I feel really bad. We, we should, you know, bad stuff happened. It's pay to move everyone inland. Done. Well, it's something that I noticed is the floods are only that bad because the weather was constantly raining. In Gotham? Yes. If you noticed, almost every night scene beforehand was constantly raining. I, I think that's just the movie. I guess, but I was just noticing that it was constantly, like, it was pouring rain when he was out the first night beating yeah. up those kids. That, yeah, that's And true. I'm just like, maybe this was more along the lines of uh, the, Riddler's the Riddler's plan to begin with, that oh. it was, it's going to be extra bad because of the rain and everything. Oh, he waited. I guess, yeah, he, yeah. he planned everything else out. I don't see why he'd be like, eh, check the 10-day forecast. Ooh, rain the next five days. Having to go murder someone! Yeah, which is so... It, it just brings, like, the next level. And I'm sure there's so many details in there that will take tens of watches to just, like... Figure out. Dissect. Because I want to know, like, oh, how did he get the vans in the certain places? Like, when did he do that? Like, how far out in advance was he thinking for this? Because also, like, the vans could probably survive... Like, with no one checking in on them because the cops are so Busy. inundated. They're not going to go check on a, like... This van's been parked illegally for a month, and... you got people literally just walking around the city decking people in yeah. mobs. Like, you think I'm worried about a van? Like, your bank... Like, the, the front of your bank is getting spray-painted. The bank is robbed weekly. At this point, they just write them a check whenever they show yeah. up. And, honestly, if this got released during Halloween... It would feel super spooky. <laughs> like, I would be extra spooked, like, going out. Oh, I mean, yeah, let's talk about that, too. Like, they just, they set, like, they're like, what is the most ridiculous time of the year for a Batman? And they were mm -hmm. like, we're going to start the movie out on Halloween. I know we're running long on time on this one. But there's just... 
There's so much. There's, There's so, so much. much. Goodness. This movie is just so good. Yeah. Go see it. Yeah. If you haven't, and if you have, go see it again. Yeah. Or at least watch it when it comes out on HBO Max. Let them know, one, that DC did a good thing and we need to throw them a bone. Yes. Because we don't want Warner Brothers doing what Warner Brothers does best, and that's ruining perfectly good movies. Yes. And two, you, you, you deserve this. You earned this. You do deserve this. This is a masterpiece, and you will probably want to see more. You've listened to us for an hour now. You really need to go watch this movie if you haven't already. You have the attention span. Subliminal messaging. Go see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's doing it for me. Um, I don't know. My, my points. Did, did you want to do the, the scale? I mean, I think it's better than every Marvel movie that has ever existed. I think I would pin it maybe a little bit above Logan. Ooh, I forgot we put Logan on the list. Yeah, no, it's both. I, I think it's a little... For me, I think the amount of... I think what they're doing <sighs> with the characters in the universe, even though it's old Western style and I really like that, I think for me, I, I put it against... Because I think they are very similar Yeah. in what the directors did with it. Yeah, they are. Um, but I would I would put Batman. Just a, yeah, just, just no, a I, think, I mean, it's... it's I, I think those two movies, too, are like so far above the rest. Yeah, they just, they're in a, they're, those two are in a class to themselves because of what they decided to do with their characters. Not a first class, just a class. Just a class. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, if you've listened this far, definitely hit that subscribe button or follow us. I think it's on Spotify, the follow button. Yeah, it's on, you can, you can follow people. Yeah, you follow people on Spotify. You, you can... know what button to press. Yeah, you know what button to using... press. You better press that button right now. Press it. Perfect now! <laughs> Alright guys, we will see you in the next movie. Until then, have a good one.